discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Excited to be in the house of the Lord. Then give the Lord a shout. Wow. You guys are looking beautiful. And your new auditorium is looking beautiful. You like what you're seeing. It's going to keep getting nice and nice and nicer. As the days go by, I want us to celebrate our pastors, our pastor, and all our pastors. Yeah. One of the things, one of the things the devil hates most is for the house of God to be built. He hates this with all of his heart. It's for a physical building to pop up. So it's a blessing that our Pastor Kobe and his team, Pastor Giorgio, Pastor Nama, Pastor, Pastor Pia, everyone, Pastor Paula, I mean all of you. Yeah. If if you have pastored for some time, you will know. How difficult it is for pastors to unite behind one thing. Those are the most difficult people to lead in the whole world. So for a group of people to come together to decide that, Charlie, we are going to follow some things and do what God is saying we should do. It's a blessing. One day I was just driving with Pastor Kobe. How was this building? He told me that the top floor should be the church. The Lord told me the top floor should be. I said, ah. The space upstairs is bigger. We can have a church upstairs. Let's break all that we have done and just redo it. And that's how come we are here. When the instruction came, Pastor Kobe and all the team here took, decided to do it and not complain and say, Ah, that we have done this and we have done that. We didn't. Just decided that we are going to get it that has been done to the glory of God. Just some few hours ago, this morning, I woke up to pray. And I woke up early to pray. And I slept again for just about 30 minutes. For an hour. I slept. I saw in a place. I saw myself and you in a place. And you were giving me a tour of this building. 
you are giving me the tour. I wanted to call you and tell you or text you and tell you, but I forgot. I just remembered. And as you were showing me the building, you started taking me to another building. Yeah. Listen, I've not finished. You started taking me to another building that you thought was smaller. It looked like it was smaller. This, so this is not this building. This is where you brought me to show me. Oh, this is we are putting this here. I put it. And then after we're walking, we walked into another place, like an extension. And it was, you didn't know it was big. It was very big. I think because I saw you yesterday, and because I saw you yesterday, you were in the dream as well. So you were all, we were all together and we were all going. And a very, and I was like, ah. But there's a big auditorium, man. Why are we languishing? Why are you languishing in this one? Why are you still here? Let's move to the next one. Hey! Can you imagine? And when I woke up, when I woke up, the first thing the Lord told me, when I woke up, ah, what is this? The Lord told me, this is not your end. This is not the end of Alpha. There's a bigger building, a bigger building that is coming. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure God wants us to really put something down there because it looked like an extension. An extent. I was surprised. Very big. It looked like a, a, a stadium. Like as you are going, it doesn't end. And as we are going, you are like, ah, but this place is big, bigger. So God is going to relocate us once again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you excited about that? Wow. wow. What a blessing. Have we prayed already? We have prayed already. Oh, then you may kindly take your seats in the heavenly places. I didn't know we had prayed already. I came with Pastor Mark from our church in Kaswa. Yeah. He's our council member in charge of missions and church monitoring. He's a reverend minister and a, pa- a mega church pastor. Yes. He's also building a very big structure that is coming up. Yes, coming up. God is helping us build. It's a season of building and it's happening all around. Hallelujah. I want to welcome all our pastors from various places. They are welcome. It's good to always have you. Hallelujah. I also want to welcome Pastor Prince from. Uh, the name is long, so I, all, all the time it misses me. Was leaders on the front line? Yes, leaders on the front. Line. I can see some of his leaders here. I can see one, two, three, four. Beautiful. You are welcome. It's good to see you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This evening, I want to start sharing with you on something very, very important. I don't know if you are ready for it. God always wants his children to keep going forward. God always wants his children to keep going forward, to keep going higher and higher, doing better and better, greater and greater, you know? And so he keeps bringing his word to us afresh in different dimensions, in different ways to help us. 
you know, to strengthen the things that are weak and go higher and faster. If you remember on 31st night when, we're, when I was sharing with you on fruitfulness and multiplication, one of the points, I mentioned nine keys that leads to all-round fruitfulness, isn't it? Do you remember? One of the things you should realize is that I am actually the pastor of the church. Do you understand? And so you need to learn how to listen to what is being said. One of the things I admire about Pastor Kobe is the fact that he leads the people who are under him to listen to the father of the house. There are pastors who don't, there are branch pastors who don't do that. They don't mind. So their branch doesn't grow as it's supposed to. Okay? You must be listening to what is being preached. There are things I'm preaching right now that you need. I'm not preaching to Thesaurus. I don't pastor Thesaurus. Thesaurus is not my church. Love Economy Church is a church that I am pastor over. <laughs> Do you understand? So if you are in Love Economy Church, then you should be listening to what the apostle of the church is saying. Paul did not write his letters to a small group of people. He wrote to the church in Corinth, to the church in Ephesus, to the church in Laodicea, to many churches for everybody to read. So it is important you know what your apostle is saying. Okay? Or else you'll be lagging behind. Hallelujah. So maybe you weren't there when 31st service was holding, but you are around. Listen to what has been said so that you don't lose your way. Okay? Is it a nice thing to say? One of the points I mentioned, point number four, was that you should identify what God delights in and delight in the same. And that's the point I'm going to preach about tonight and tomorrow night. Identify what God delights in and delight in the same. So I've, I've titled my message, Sanctification unto Fruitfulness. Okay? Sanctification unto what? Fruitfulness. John chapter 15, verse 3. John chapter 15, verse 3. There's a message I'm going to preach called Seven Pests That Destroy Your Fruitfulness. And one of the pests that destroys your fruitfulness is deciding not to be sanctified or a lack of fear for the Lord or a lack of fear of the Lord. A lot of people, a lot of young believers do not have any fear for God. Do you see? I don't know where it came from, but most of us think that whatever we do, God is God will understand and God will be fine. Yeah, but it is not true. Okay? Verse 2, sorry. John 15, verse 2. Every branch in me that bread not fruit, he taketh away. I've preached a whole series on this. Five, six parts in the last few weeks. Then it says, and every branch that beareth fruit, the branch that is bearing fruit, he purgeth, he purgeth that it may bring forth more fruit. To purge means to cleanse. You know, and because it's a vine, if you read verse 1, it says, I am the vine and my father is a husbandman. So God describes Jesus, or Jesus describes himself as a vine. So he's not talking about a mango tree. So the way you prune a mango tree is not the same way you prune a vine. Do you see? The way you prune a vine is by washing the leaves. 
you wash the leaves. So Jesus said that now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. That's an exist. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. So the word of God is what God uses as a cleansing material for purging. The way to purge um, vines is by washing the leaves and washing the stem so that the vine can produce fruits. And the word of God is the, is, the, is, the, is the water that God uses. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Isn't it? That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the way. That he might sanctify and cleanse it by the washing of what? Water by the... So the word of God is what God uses to wash you, to cleanse you, to purge you. But your purging is very important to God. Without purging, without being purged, you cannot, you cannot bear much fruit, more fruit. More fruit comes as a result of purging. So an understanding of sanctification or purging is what will cause you to bear more fruit. You want to bear more fruit, you need the doctrine of sanctification. That's what I'm coming to talk about tonight and tomorrow night. Yes, sanctification. Sanctification. Tell me about sanctification. Sanctification. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 1, verse 9. Some people wonder why they are not as powerful as Jesus was. If Christ is in you, why are you not as powerful as he is? Why are you not walking on water? Why are you not raising the dead? Why are you not cleansing the lepers? Why are you not doing any of those things? Why are you not having a certain kind of manifestation of the power of the Lord in your life? It is because of this thing. Why is it that when you pray for someone, nothing happens? Why is it that when you pray for your own self? Or pray about, why have you prayed about that thing for 10 years? Or 5 years? Or 7 months? And it has still not showed up. Why are you on the same level? It's because you are still lying. You are a child of God, but you are a liar. You are a child of God, but you are a master fornicator. You are a child of God, but you are into betting. You are a child of God, but then you are into... What else are you into? Pornography. You can't stop. You touch keys. The reason why Jesus was very powerful was because he says, Thou hast loved righteousness. Jesus loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness or the oil of joy above thy fellows. You have a higher anointing above those who are around. Yeah. A man of God who is not committed to sanctification has a problem. Whatever has caused you problems in times past. Tonight I came to tell you that those problems are over in the name of Jesus. You are free to serve God without any problems. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever has held you bound. Whatever has decided to be a sin that so easily besets you. That you cannot free yourself of. Tonight I came to tell you that you are free in Jesus name. Thou has loved righteousness. And hated iniquity. Therefore, because of this, God, even thy God, has anointed thee with, oil, with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Because, so you want to do more? 
you want to bear more fruits, you want to do more, you, you see this idea of exceeding fruitfulness, it may not be true in some people's lives. Because they've, they've decided that they will not stop what they are doing. Yes. One of the major pests that eats up your fruits is the pest of sin. Yes. I think I better go home because it's like you don't like Let me just go home and go and sleep. Hey! Hmm. Don't think that you can just do anything. Don't be a Christian who takes God for granted. And you take you like taking God for granted. All spirits that make you take God for granted are living your life tonight in Jesus' name. Mm. Psalm 45. Verse 6 to verse 8. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. Let's read other versions. You may not understand what he's saying. Your throne, God, endures forever and ever. Your rule with a, you rule with a, a scepter of justice or a scepter of righteousness. The scepter that God uses, the, the, what is a scepter? It's a word. But what does it mean? Every king, I don't know if you've noticed kings having like a rod in their hand. It's like something that shows their authority. Do you get it? Uh-huh. And when they stretch it and do some things, they, 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 they show you. What they want to do. Do you see? Uh Your seat of power, oh God, is forever and ever. The rod your kingdom, the rod of your kingdom is a rod of honor. He's talking about righteousness, right living, living right, doing right, doing things right. Do you understand? The throne of God is based on righteousness. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. God's throne, the foundation of God's throne is righteousness. Eh? Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, this is the seal on God's throne. You can't be around God and be doing whatever you want to do. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I was being told about a child of God who swore. This evening I was being told about the person. The person swore. You know, and they even showed, the pastor showed her verses that if you lie about this thing, this curse will function in your life. Is he? And the, the person said, I swear, I didn't do it. The pastor said, I'm showing you verses. Just say the truth and everything will be fine. She said, I swear, I don't know what you are talking about. I swear. Swear on the Bible, swear on these verses. She laid her hands on it and swore on the verses. Yes, one of our church members. She swore on the verses that, remember, it's not true. I've never seen it before. I've ne- I didn't, I'm not the one who did it. But she was the one who did it. And she swore. And came to say the truth after three years. She came to say the tr- truth after three years. And all the things that the pastor said in, in the Bible read to her are happening in her life practically. Practically. I was worried. You see, I, I, was, I was wondering what was going on. I only found out because I've been worried about her for three years. Because of her barrenness. She's not producing fruit at all. No fruit at all. Prayer, whatever, nothing is. Because of that lie, she couldn't produce fruit. Until she recognized that I am not producing fruit because of this particular thing that I did. 
If you play with God, you are playing with something very powerful. Yeah. You stand before a pastor, you just lie, just like that. You think you'll go scot-free, you'll not go scot-free. I'm sorry, but that is the truth. Yeah. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. This is Psalm 89 verse 14. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of God's throne. Mercy and loving kindness and truth go before your face. Righteousness and what? And just are the foundation of God's throne. That, that, go back to 2 Timothy chapter. I don't know if you like my message. If this ingredient is missing your life, eh? You see that you are not producing a certain kind of... Your, your, your fruits cannot get to a certain level. And there are a lot of charismatic children. A lot of charismatic who are in this category. Because of the message of grace, it's like we have forgotten that we need to respect God. And we need to honor God. Yeah, you, God does not... It's called the, I preach a message called the prosperity of fools. Yeah, you, you can't prosper if you are into certain types of things. Sin lost its dominion over us. The day we got born again. Hmm? Sin lost its dominion over us. Romans chapter 6, verse 14. Sin lost complete dominion over us. Look at Romans 6, 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you. Why? For you are not under the law, but under grace. So under grace, the dominion of sin is broken from your life. Say, sin has no dominion over me. Say like you mean it. Sin has no dominion over me. Whatever sin has decided to rule over your life, I declare it is bound in Jesus' name from today in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've noticed how I'm preaching. I'm preaching and giving you prophecies. Okay? Uh-huh. So, I'm not here to splash, like you are doing this, you are doing this. Hey, go away. No, I'm giving you the solution by releasing grace for you. Are you seeing it? Yeah. But it needs to be said. Because that is the way for us to bear more fruits. When God notices that you are bearing fruits, he gives you the opportunity to bear more fruits by cleanse, by purging you. By purging, by washing you. Because you are dirty. There are things around you that are not supposed to be around you. So he decides to wash you so that you can bear more fruits. Or you don't want to bear more fruits. I thought you said you wanted to have exceeding fruitfulness and great multiplication. One of the major things you require is purging. You need to learn to purge yourself. You see? Yeah. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Why? Because you are not under law, but you are under grace. Sin lost. So now sin is a choice. Go to the verse, the two verses after, uh, before this. Go to verse 12. Romans 6. 12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. It's a choice. So you can decide that it's okay, sin, I'm tired. It's okay, lying, I'm tired. I'm, enough is enough. I'm tired of lying. I'm tired. It's, it's as easy as that. My son will say, easy peasy. It's as easy as that. Easy as what? Easy as that. Yeah. Decide that I'm tired. I'm tired of all this whatever. What I ask your neighbor, what are you into? Tell about no answer. I'll no answer. Wow. wow. It's like, you can just decide, it's okay, I'm tired. Let not means that you have power over it. Isn't it? I have power over it. A consciousness of the fact that you have power over it, it's what gives you the victory. I have power over all these things. 
Sin shall not have dominion. Sin lost its dominion over me a long time ago. Therefore, I activate the word of God in my life. I am not going to walk in sin, in this sin any longer. I'm a child of God. The Holy Ghost is living in me. The Holy Ghost is called Holy Ghost. He is the one to make me holy and is the one to help me walk in holiness. I choose to walk in holiness. I choose not to walk in sin and in deception. A Christian who is walking in deception, how do you think you are going to prosper? A Christian who is walking in, in lying, how, how are you going to prosper? It doesn't work. It doesn't flash. You will bear some fruits, but to bear more fruits, you need to decide that this thing is okay. They are doing all kinds of things on, on campus. Are they not? Yeah. I understand now people are living in the same room. Boy and girl are living in the same room. It's normal. What? What? Cohabitation. They are cohabiting. In the same room. When we were in school, this, this was, it was unheard of. You couldn't do that. But now it's so popular. Cohabitation. So you can be a Christian and be cohabiting. You are not, you, you are not ready for certain things. You are not ready for certain things. You are not ready for God. You, are, you don't fear God. Yes. I learned of a certain lady who was a secondary school young girl. This happened about three weeks ago or so. Who, what, they were going to school recently, isn't it? School reopened not long ago. She was on her way to school. She took money that she was going on a Friday to school. And she went to her boyfriend's place to stay till Monday and go to school. And when she went, she spent Saturday, Sunday morning, she didn't wake up. She didn't wake up. She's dead, as I'm talking to you now. You'll be surprised that she's a Christian. You'll be shocked that she's a Christian. There are many Christians who are doing all kinds of things. All manner of things. It's like there's no restriction. It's like if you are not ready to get to a certain... God does not say, listen, because you have hated iniquity, because you have loved righteousness and have hated iniquity, because of that, therefore, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. You want to go beyond the normal? You need to double in righteousness. You need to double in hatred for iniquity. Yes. Hate the garments that are, are, are spotted with iniquity. Hate it. The foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal upon it. Second Timothy chapter 1, chapter 2, verse 19. It has this seal. It has this seal written in the foundation of God. The Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Let everyone who nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. That's the truth. We cannot, you and I cannot do much. We will remain barren in the season of fruitfulness if we don't depart from iniquity. Receive grace to depart from iniquity today. Receive grace to make a U-turn. Receive grace to make a C-turn in your life. Receive grace to turn around and go in the direction God wants you to go in. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Mando ho shegedeme. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 23. Turn ye at my reproof. This is wisdom talking. It says, Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. It is only when you turn at the reproof of God that he pours out his spirit on you in, an, in a higher dimension. Always remember that new wine must go into new wine skins. Luke chapter 5, verse 36. New wine must go into new wineskins. 
new wine does not go into old wine skins. And he spake also a parable unto them. No man putteth a piece of a new garment up, upon an old. How many of you, if your dress should get torn, there's, there's a, a tear in your dress, you look for a rag to patch it? You don't look for a rag to patch it. No, you rather look for something nicer to patch it with. No man put a piece of new garment upon an old. If otherwise, then both the new make it, then both the new make it a rent, and the piece that was taken out of the new agreed not with the old. Next verse. And no man put a new wine into old bottles. New wine does not go into old bottles. What is wine? Wine is the spirit. You want higher dimensions of the spirit because there are dimensions of the spirit. Jesus was anointed without, he had the spirit without measure. We have all of the Holy Ghost. But in Ezekiel chapter 47, we see that there are levels of the outflows of the spirit. There's knee, there's ankle level, there's knee level, there's loin level, there's swimming level that you cannot pass over. So the expressions of the anointing is in different categories. It's not the same. I was talking to some of our pastors today and I was mentioning, I was talking about Bishop Oedipo. Someone, uh, you see, a, a Muslim got converted and went, got, went into his church. This Muslim was a driver, a truck driver. And he, he put witness sticker on his bus. You know, they do that. And as the sticker was on his bus, a, another Muslim who, who was not converted saw Bishop Oedipo's picture on the bus and got angry with his brother that he has converted to Christianity and he has gone to this church. What kind of church is this? So he took a plier and scratched the eyes of the picture okay, on the bus. He scratched the eyes of the picture on the bus. Was, was all this, 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 he scratched the eyes. And the guy, his friend got down from the bus and said, what are you doing? He said, you can go and report me to your, your church. You can go and report me to whatever. I've done it. I've, done, I've destroyed the poster. And the guy said, I don't have to tell anybody. You are going to be in trouble. <laughs> he did it in the morning. It was around 10 a.m. By 5 p.m. he was blind. The guy was blind. Completely and totally blind. Completely and totally blind. As a man of God, you can have a thief come to your house and come and steal all your things. Why is it that why is that happening around you? Do you understand what I'm saying? Another man is sleeping somewhere, they are scratching his poster, eyes of the poster, and people are getting blind. Some of us thieves can enter our house and slap you and do everything to you. And it will be fine. Nothing will happen to them. They do it free of charge and go scot-free. You, you should be worried as a pastor when you hear a story like this. Yeah. What is the difference? One is anointed. I mean, clearly, the expression is more. We all have the Holy Ghost. We all have the anointing. But the, the flow of the anointing is different. Why? Because, the, I'm showing you the difference. The difference, one is more separated. One is not. One is more perched and pruned. One is not. It's as simple. Accept it. That's the truth. Why is it that another, one Christian can have so much happening in his life within a year? And another, those you have been praying for and laying hands on and doing things for, never get a testimony. Those who just came and decide to listen to what is going on and decide to change, they just start having testimonies. And you are wondering what's going on. What's the difference? The difference is that someone is not holy in the end. He's not practicing holiness. You see, the Holy Ghost makes you holy. But you must continue in holiness. You must continue walking in holiness. Do you like what I'm telling you? God does not bless. He doesn't bless crooked people. He doesn't. I'm sorry. You want to have more fruits? 
Decide that you are not going to be crooked anymore. No matter how much it costs you, Jesus said it is better to enter the kingdom of God maimed with one hand gone and blind, having one eye removed, than to go to hell with all, your, all of yourself. Oh, yes. Do you like what I'm telling you? Turn you at my reproof, and then I'll pour out my spirit upon you. When you don't turn at reproof, you don't have a certain kind of manifestation in your life. They say doing the same things the same old way and expecting a change is what? It's foolishness or the beginning of madness. Up until this time, you have been living in a certain way. It has brought you a certain kind of result. God is telling you to change. Change level. You want things to get... Don't you want to have more results? <laughs> One of the young men in our church was finishing school. And I called him. I saw him. I, I just... My, God opened my eyes and I saw a vision about him. How worried he was about getting a job. So I called him. I said, ah, God is telling me that you're worrying about getting a job. He said, Pastor, it's true. And I told him that this is what God says I should tell you. That's the job that's where you are to retain you. And you will get a lot of money. He received the amen. A month after finishing, the same month he finished national service, he was employed by the company, just like God said. Six months into the employment, he got, he started, when they went to employment, he was being paid 2,500 Ghana cities. Six months later, he was being paid 20,000 Ghana cities. Yeah. Another six months, listen, another six months later, his, cha- his pay changed from 20,000 to 50,000. Yeah. In less than a year. What is the difference? What is the difference? No, let's be honest. The thing some of us do in, 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 in corners is, is wild. Though. You behave as though you are the only person who is tempted to lie, tempted to sin, to fornicate, to do all kinds. You are not the only one. Tell anybody, it's not you. You are not the only one. Stop behaving like you are the only one. Stop behaving like you're, you're as for your, your, your feelings when it comes like you can't contain, you can't contain, you can't be Do you see? That's why I'm talking to you. God knows you are trying to obey him. But he wants you to stop trying and learn how to depend on him. <laughs> That's why I'm talking to you. Okay. Learning how to depend on the Holy Spirit to help you walk in purity. 1 Corinthians 6, 11 says, And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified. Isn't it? But you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. It's the Spirit of God that washes you, that sanctifies you, and that justifies you. Now, after that has happened, God is expecting to walk in justification. He's expecting to walk in sanctification. He's expecting you to walk in your washing. Further washings. There are more washings for you. Practically, he's, he's expecting what has happened in the Spirit to show up practically in your life. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. The Bible says, For bodily exercise profits little, but godliness, piety, the fear of God, that's what it means. Eusebia, it means piety, the fear of God, respect for God. You see, you respect and honor God to the point that you don't want to dishonor him. You don't want to do anything that will hurt him. You don't want to do anything that will cause him to 
drift away from me. The Bible says, draw nigh to me. God said, draw nigh unto me, and I'll draw nigh unto you. It's like, as you draw nigh to him, he draws nigh. Is he not in you? He's in you already. But as he's in you, you can be closer to him or you can be further, further away from him. Yes. It's a choice. It's a choice. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, he says, I lay before you life and death. Isn't it? Yes. Riches and poverty. Choose life that you and your children, and I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have said before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. He, he's showing you what to choose life. If you choose to, if you decide, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to walk with you in, in purity. The Lord will honor you. The Lord will help you. Not by mind, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And without the Holy Spirit, it's impossible to walk in holiness. Because the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. He's the Holy that makes you something. He's the, he's the Holy that makes you something. Without Him, it's not possible. If you ignore Him, you will continue to walk in error. And you continue drifting away more and more and more and more. Receive grace to walk with the Holy Spirit. Receive grace to have the Holy Spirit influence you more and more. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Receive grace to stop things that you want to stop. I know you want to stop. That's why God is talking to you. God wants you to become more aggressive and know that this thing is not helping me. This thing is killing me. Some of us have been too slow when it comes to sin. We engage in it and say that, oh, God will forgive me. No. It's not supposed to be like that. Grace does not teach us that. Titus chapter 2 verse 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men. Teaching us that denying ungodliness. Grace teaches us to deny what? God wants you to live a godly life. Why? Because godliness leads to having fruit now in this life and the life that is to come. That is the truth. We can't lie to you. We can't say something else. Teaching us that deny ungodliness and worldly lust. Worldly lust. We should deny. He says deny it. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly. God is expecting to live in a godly way in this present world, in this same world that it seems like it's not possible. God is expecting to live a godly life. How? By the power of the Holy Ghost that is inside you. Do you see? Yes. It is the, it's the Holy Spirit that made Jesus holy. And you have that same Holy Spirit. Learn to depend on the Holy Spirit who is in you. Holy Spirit, help me overcome this thing. Holy Spirit, I feel like doing this thing. Help me overcome it. Learn to be honest with God. When Jesus was going to die on the cross, he started negotiating with the Father. He knelt down and prayed earnestly his emotions, how he felt. He told God, you can do all things. Father, I know that you can do all things. If it is possible, let this car pass me by. He was very honest. You feel like sleeping with that girl. What should you do? Say it to God. God. Oh God. It's very difficult for your son. It's not easy at all. When I see this girl, you mentioned it. When I see this girl, ah, Lord, even angels fellow, look at your son, your boy, your girl. Help me, Lord. When I see that boy, I feel like doing some things. I feel like kissing him. I feel like doing some things. Lord, help me. When you learn to be honest with God, you can have help from God. If you don't learn to be honest with God, you can't have help with God. You are pretending. You know that you are struggling. And then you are praying to us. Masatala baba. Ekoswatala baba. Enwa papai. Rabababa. Meanwhile, you are struggling. Tell the Lord, Lord, I'm struggling. Your boy is suffering. Help me. 
Pray in English. Pray. Don't pray in tongues and think it. Pray in English. Lord, your daughter is suffering. It weren't easy for your daughter at all. The stress is too much. My roommates are narrowing me consistently. Lord, your daughter has no place to sleep apart from this boy's room. Lord, help me. Hold my hands. Hold my legs. Valentine's Day is coming. Your sister is gnashing. Your daughter is gnashing. Lord, help me. Hold me, Lord. Before I change. And the Lord will hold you. The Lord will help you. You'll be shocked that the feeling will just leave you. Yeah, you become stable. And you can walk the way God wants you to walk. That's what you need to do. But if you start behaving like you are some crankway guy, you are some hard guy, hard girl, you lie bad. You will lie bad. What? You want to go and try and see how it will be like. You want to test whether your shock absorbers are working. You may not come back. You may not come back, brother. Yeah. It's the Lord who's able to keep you from falling. He is able to keep you from falling. You must learn to depend. Say to yourself, not by my Lord. When I lose my mind, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. I'll just lie right now. I'll just lie right now. Lord, help me. Yeah. God is expecting you to ask for his help so that he can help. God is a gentleman. He doesn't just help. You need to ask him. And when you ask the Holy Spirit, I help. But when you ask him for help, he will help you. That's all. Because sin shall not have dominion over you anymore. Sin has no dominion over you. Yes. That's all. Hallelujah. Second Timothy chapter 4. Sorry, First Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. We're reading, isn't it? It says, For bodily exercise profits little, but godliness. Godliness. Living a godly life. A godly life. It's profitable unto all things. Having promise of the life that now is. And of that which is to come. I know we've explained it as spiritual training. It's also true. But the Greek word that is Eusebia, which has to do with living a holy life. Paul said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 10, he says, You yourselves, brethren, know how holily and justly you are witnesses and God also. How holily and justly and unblameably we behave ourselves among you that believe. We behave ourselves holily in a holy manner. And we behave ourselves in a righteous manner. And we behave ourselves in an unblameable manner amongst you. Because Paul was into this, was into living like this. Do you see? Holy, in a holy way. In a purified way. In an unblameable way. He had so much fruit and so much results. It is this Paul who was called a God in Acts chapter 14. After he rose, he, he, called, he called that guy who was crippled. You see? Who had been crippled from birth. Let me show it to you. Maybe you've never, you've never seen it before. Mm. Acts chapter 14, verse 11. When he, that man at Lystra, God, Paul said, look at verse 10. Look at verse 10. So, so he said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. Paul spoke and the guy walked. When Paul saw that he had faith to be healed, he spoke and the guy, words, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. This guy had no walk from his mother's womb. When was the last time you saw a cripple walk around in the area and you said, stand upright on your feet? And the cripple started walking. Have you done it to a cockroach or to a, a, a spider before? You should be worried that some things are not happening around you. 
You should be worried that it's like your prosperity is coming in small, small. You are dealing with 2,000 Ghana cities, 600 Ghana cities, 1,000 Ghana cities, all the time. That's all you know. 350. That's all you know. 350 Ghana. All the time. 40 cities. And you have to, you have to depend on a certain boy to be able to supply you. Phone is coming. You can iPhone 14. Has it come already? 14 is in. 15 is coming. 15 is coming. iPhone 15 is coming. You want iPhone 15? You have to depend on a certain guy. Why can't you depend on your heavenly father? You should be worried that you can't depend on your heavenly father. You should be worried that you can't depend on your heavenly father. It doesn't cross your mind to, to depend on the heavenly father for a job, a better job. You are looking at uncles and aunties and sisters and brothers and exes and all kinds of people to supply your need. Meanwhile, God, the Bible says that my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Not your ex. My ex shall supply all my needs. According to his riches in Ghana. By Ekufado's grace. The Bible didn't say that. Yeah. Hallelujah. Godliness is profitable for this life. Like it will give you fruits in this life. Godliness, oh. You will have results. Yes. God says that the work of righteousness shall be peace and quietness. Walking in righteousness and living a righteous, holy life has a result. The result is peace. Peace of mind. And quietness. You have quietness in life. No, you are not afraid of getting pregnant. You are not afraid of getting HIV. You are not what? You are not checking your cycle. You are a small guy. How are you checking your cycle all the time? Eh? And the work of righteousness shall be peace. And the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance forever. This is what righteousness does for you. It gives you peace and gives you quietness and assurance forever. You don't need to be disturbed and perturbed about things that are happening around. No, you are not moved. They say global crisis, you are not moved. You, are, you know that you are working with God. And there's nothing that is between you and God that is going to destroy your, fruits, your fruitfulness. You are pure. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you in the church? Yeah. Yes. So learn to engage. Paul was called a God in, this, in those verses. Acts chapter 14, remember? Yes. Verse, verse 11 now. And when the people saw what Paul had done, when they saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices saying in the speech of Lyconia, the gods are coming, are come down to us in the likeness of men. He was called a God. How? Why? Because of how the fruits he bore. How did he get those fruits? Because of how holily and justly and unblameably he behaved himself. Yes. Paul was referred to by devil, devils as no, as known, they know him in the in the realm of the of the spirit. They know. Yes, Paul, I know. Acts chapter twenty four, Acts chapter nineteen, verse fifteen. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are ye? There were these guys who were trying to cast out this devil by by the name in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. And the devil said, the devil said that, listen, we know Jesus, and we know Paul. But who are you? Who are you? God wants you to be known in the realm, in the, like, as you, when you talk, things happen. When you lift up your hands to pray for your mother, 
your mother's business will change. That is not your, God is not expecting your pastor to pray for you, for you to have that kind. Is, we are not operating a pray for me church. This is not a pray for me church. There are different types of churches. There's a pray for me church and there's a, there's a teach me to do it church. This is a teach me to do it. God is teaching you how to do it. Or you don't want to know how to do it. Because there's a day coming when you'll be alone in your room and you cannot breathe and you can't take your phone because your, your breath is going. Do you see? You can't take your phone to call. By the time you call, you'll be dead. If you don't, have the, if you don't know about the power of God resident in you, you will see that you are gone. Gone too soon. Evaporated. <laughs> Sublimed. Because you never, you never allowed yourself to know the word of God for yourself. You were looking up to your pastor. No, that's not what God wants for you. God wants to empower you. That's why the Bible is in your hands. Nobody drinks water for you. Who drinks water for you? How many people have other people wooing for them? You want to wee wee? You give your beggars to somebody to go and go and wee wee for you. Do you do that? No, you have your own wee wee pots. <laughs> you have your own drinking means. You, you, you do. You don't eat. Nobody eats for you. Why do you want someone to pray for you all the time? God is expecting you to grow and mature enough to make certain things happen around in your life. The job of the pastor is to train you and raise you to stand mature in Christ until we all come in the unity of the faith. Not until the pastor comes in the unity of the faith and we are all servants. No. He wants all of us to rise as kings and priests and function as kings. The word of the, the king is there is what? There's power. God wants your words to have power. How will your words have power? By your sanctification. It's one of the major keys. Major keys. So learn to engage the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 8 verse 3. Hmm? The laws of scriptures must be engaged. You must learn to engage the word, the word of God for your life. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sin, of, of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemns sin in the flesh, so that the righteousness of God, of the Lord, might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Look at verse 2. Look at verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. You have been made free from the law of sin and death. This must become active in your life. When sin is knocking on your door, tell sin that I'm free from you. I have nothing to do with you. I have not, I, I, we, don't have, we, are, we, are, we are not friends. We can't relate. Get out of my life. And it will obey you. You see, in, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, the way God talks about sin, it's like it's, it's, like it's nothing. He, Romans chapter 6, the way he talks about it, it's like it's nothing. It's like you have been taken. I don't know if you get it. Yeah. Like you are, so in, you are independent from it. The holidays, American holidays do not affect us. The days America is having holidays, it doesn't affect you. The holidays that affect you are the ones that happen in the country in which you live. Do you see? So you have checked out from the realm of sin and darkness into the realm of light and righteousness. So now it is easy to live a righteous life. It is easy to flow in, in the kingdom of God. Why? Because now you have changed position. You see, he says, wherefore sin we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside everywhere. It's like, it's like you can just lay it aside. So you can just say, it's okay, I don't, I don't like this. It's like having a handkerchief and you throw it away. I don't like this, it's okay, it's finished. That's it, and you are free. 
That's, that's just activate the word of God in your life. That's the, the word of God is true in my life. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is working in me. The law of sin and death is not working in me anymore. In the name of the Lord Jesus. It's as simple as that. He says, lay aside every sin, every weight that so, what? Go, go to that place. Every weight and the sin which that so easily beset us. Have you seen it? Lay it aside. Lay aside. Tell me about lay aside. Lay aside. How difficult is it to lay aside something? Like put it away from you. It's okay. It's, it's finished. Devil, you've, you've done your own. You've done a lot for the last few years. It's okay. Say to the devil, devil. devil. You've done a lot over the past few years. I have struggled with you over the past few years. And now I know that I can set things aside. I set you aside now. I set your influence aside now. Only God will have influence over me. In the name of the Lord Jesus. It's as simple as that. Believe what you have said. Apply it to your life. Do you see? Keep repeating it. You see? The way to stop doing foolish things is by confessing your righteousness. The Bible says, let the weak say what? Let the weak say I'm what? So when the person is weak, he doesn't confess. He's not supposed to confess his weakness. The way for him to get strength is by confessing strength. Is that not faith? That's faith, right? Let the poor say I am what? The poor man should not say that he's poor. He should rather say that he is rich. Why? Because saying you are rich is what releases the power of wealth into your life. If you understand how your words make all the difference, if you understand how your words control your whole life, you will learn to use your words well. Jesus said that the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. He says, it's the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. John chapter 6, verse 63. It is the spirit that what? Quickeneth or gives life. The, the flesh profits nothing. The flesh profits nothing. There's no profit from the flesh. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So the way to have spirit and life released, okay, is by speaking. Romans chapter 10 says that, but what saith it? The word of faith says, speaks. Go to verse, verse, verse 7. Go to verse 6. Go to verse 5. Uh-huh. It says, for Moses described the righteousness which is of the law. The righteousness which is of the law, okay, was spoken of by, by Moses. It says, for Moses described the righteousness of the law. That the man which doeth those things shall live by them. The way to enjoy the righteousness of the law is by doing the law. If you don't do the law, you cannot enjoy the righteousness of the law. You get it? So the righteousness of the law only functions by doing. The one who does them shall live. For you to live, the way to access life in the law, because the law had life. It's called Lordia Zonta. Life what? Lively oracles. It had life, but they could not give anybody life because nobody could do what it says. Because the, the principle of the righteousness of the law was such that when you do, then you can have life. When you do, thou shalt not steal, then you can have life. The life of someone who does not steal. When you do, thou shalt not curse, or thou shalt not whatever. Then you shall, you shall have that kind of life. But the righteousness that is of faith speaketh. Go to the next verse. It says, but the righteousness which is of faith speaketh. And that's what the way to access the righteousness that is by faith is by speaking. I don't know if you are getting you are not catching. Are you catching what I'm saying? 
the way to have to access the life that comes by the righteousness, which is by faith, is by speaking. It says, but the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. It just it speaks. Say not in your heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from heaven. Next verse. Or who shall descend into the, the deep? That is to bring up Christ from the dead. Verse 8. But what saith it? The righteous which is by faith saith speaks. The way to access the life that comes by righteousness by faith is by speaking. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee. Where? Even in thy mouth. Is it, so if you speak, if you is it, so if the weak is saying is supposed to say I am rich. Uh, sorry, the weak is supposed to say what? I am strong. The guy is feeling weak. He's not supposed to confess his feeling. He's supposed to confess his strength, which is in the word. When he confesses he's strong, he becomes strong, isn't it? The one who is when you're feeling sick, what do you what are you supposed to do to get health, to get healing? You confess your healing. By his stripes, I am healed. Is that not what you confess? You don't keep saying, I'm sick. I am sick. I don't know. I keep falling sick. I'm sick. I'm dying. The more you say that, the more you die. But the way to have life, to enjoy the blessing of health and healing, scripturally speaking, is by confessing healing. When you're sick, you say, I am strong. I am healthy. As you are saying that, you become strength to be coming to you. That's how to receive the life of God. How, How to allow the life of God in you to flow. Without any hindrance. You don't confess how you are feeling. You confess. The, the poor man is supposed to confess his riches. Now how about the one who sinned? How about the one who did something wrong? He's supposed to confess his righteousness. So when you do something wrong. You should be saying. You shouldn't say I'm a sinner. I don't know why I keep sinning. I don't know. You should rather. You, are, you see when you, do, when you say that. You are actually killing yourself more and more. And pushing yourself more and more into sin. You should rather confess your righteousness. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. What just happened? You just release life and power and strength to walk in righteousness. That's how you do it. You speak righteousness. I'm the righteousness of God. Not confessing how wrong you are. I don't know what's wrong with me. I keep doing this wrong thing. I keep doing this. I keep doing this. I keep doing that. You keep doing it. But you have to, instead of doing that, start confessing your rightness. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hmm. That just shall live by faith, isn't it? Actually, my righteous ones, okay, my righteous ones, my right, my righteous ones who are righteous by faith shall live. Maybe next year I'll come and explain it. That's what they actually says. Yes. Hmm. Are you in the church? Hmm. Those who know they are righteous by faith shall live. That's what, that's what that verse actually says. Those who know hmm, they are righteous by faith shall live. If you know you are righteous by faith, you will enjoy life. Wow. Anyway, let's continue preaching. Have you learned anything since I started talking? Ask your neighbor, what, what have you learned so far? And ask, uh, you, get an answer, get an answer. What, have you, what did your neighbor say? Okay, Amanda, what did, your, what did your neighbor say? What's her name? What? Caroline, what did Caroline say? Can you give her a microphone? 
Hallelujah. Yeah. She said she's the righteousness of God. And Sandra also said that she learned that she's the righteousness of God. And she's not supposed to confess negative things into her life. But she's supposed to speak according to the word of God. Beautiful. Okay, so Caroline, what did Amanda also say? Oh, are you Sandra? You are Sandra, right? Okay, so Sandra, what did Amanda also say? Oh, you didn't say anything. She didn't say anything. You were, you were, you were saying yours. Okay. All right. Sweetheart, what did, your, what did Abena also say? Did she say anything to you? Yes. She did? Okay, what did she say? Yeah. The levels of the flow of the Spirit. Said, able to create in something. Holy. Yeah. Righteous. Yeah. All these things God has done for you in Christ. I'm talking about the practicality of it. You are holy. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 11. The Bible says you are holy because of holy brethren. You were a saint. 1 Corinthians 1. It's the truth. We are all of these things. But the, I'm talking about the practicality of it. You are not made holy so that you, you do whatever you want to do. You are made holy so that you can walk in uncommonness. And I'm showing you that the reason why you are behaving in a setting where you may be behaving in a setting is because you don't know what has been done for you. Do you understand? Uh-huh. God wants you to know. And God, wants you to, God is demanding it. It's actually your responsibility. Okay? So I want to show you three things that I don't know if we have time. We have time. Three things we must do to walk in sanctification and holiness. Mm? Can I show you these three things and then we'll close for today? Then tomorrow I'll show you some more, okay? I'll show you what, what sanctification will do for you. I'll show you several things. I'll show you 10 things that sanctification will do for you. Yes. When you decide to allow the Holy Spirit to help you. Okay? Yes. Romans chapter 1. Look at Romans chapter 1. Verse 9. Go up to verse, uh, verse 4. Go to verse 4. Look at it. It says, Jesus was declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. He was declared to be the Son of God with what? With what? Are we not sons of God? But your declaration as the Son of God may not be with power. You can say I'm a child of God. It doesn't happen. Nothing happens. There are children of God who have been beheaded by ritualists. No power. No what? No power. One woman was captured. This is Nigeria. I mean, Nigeria, a lot of things happen. This woman was captured by a ritualist. You know, she had a child behind her and all of that. And they were about to, there were several of them. So they were about to start butchering them. And she was the first, I think they came for some, and she was the next person they were coming for. And then she took her bag and said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. When she said that, the one, the first ritualist fell down. All of the rest fell down. And they couldn't stand up. They were just lying down, shaking. They couldn't stand up. She was blasting in tanks and all of that. She cut all the others free. And they all escaped. Yeah. There are Christians who are being killed every day by ritualists. They are part of it. I mean, it's normal. When they say they are Christians, they say, ah, it's fine. Come, come and let's behead you. No power. Nothing. 
they are being duped. They have low battery. There's nothing, there's no power. Are you in the church? Yes, no power. I don't, I don't think you want your life to end just like that. I, I, don't, I don't know about you. You just want your life to just end by, by something. Watch it. Yeah. Some of those who ate that food were Christians. You know that story? Now watch it, that killed so many people. Life is like a jungle. There are many things that want to kill you. Yeah. And if you, don't, if you don't empower yourself in the Lord, you are in trouble. You will be ordinary. There are many ordinary Christians. Ordinary. Ordinary. Nothing much is happening in their lives. Receive grace to have many things happening in your life. Yeah. So it takes the spirit of holiness for your sonship to be declared with power. Okay? Yes. Every year there's fruits. You keep galloping from one level of glory to another. It's not only by confessions. You must understand that after you have confessed, there's something God is expecting from you. There's something that God, without your purification, you can't bear more fruit. That's the truth. Hallelujah. So number one, you must accept the responsibility of purging yourself. Number one, number one thing you need to acknowledge in order to work in sanctification is that accept the responsibility of purging yourself. It is your responsibility. And amazingly, the Holy Spirit is there to help you keep that responsibility. Second Timothy chapter, chapter 2. We read verse 19 not long ago. Now let's read verse 20. Let's read from verse 19 to verse 20 and 21 so I can understand it. Now that the foundation of God stands sure, having the seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Have you seen it? Now, verse 9, verse 20. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver. It's, it's almost as though these verses are not in the Bible. In a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. So as we are sitting here, in God's eyes, some of us are to honor, some of us are to dishonor. Some of us are potties. We look like, I mean, you will not bring your chamber pot to your dining table. For your visit to serve your visitors from, you put the rice in your chamber pot. Even if it is tear rubber, it is brand new, you still not do that. Is it true? In the eyes of God, some of us are like chamber pots. You are for ignoble uses, not for what God really wants to do. You can't be shown. You can't be. You can't be shown to every to to, to everybody. Who comes to the house? Yeah. In a great house, they are not only vessels of gold and silver, of silver. They are gold and silver. You can be gold or silver. Or you can be wood or, or earth. And some to honor and some to dishonor. Next verse. If a man therefore, it's a choice. If a man therefore purge himself from these, it's a responsibility. He shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, a vessel unto honor. You can be a vessel unto honor or a vessel unto dishonor. It's up to you. It is your responsibility. And you must accept it. 
that it is my responsibility to shake away from all appearance of evil. It is my responsibility. By the power of the Holy Ghost in me, you see, listen, Philippians chapter 2, verse 13 says that God is at work in you, both to will and to do of his own good pleasure. Now in this New Testament, okay, you can do what God wants you to do. Like you can obey God. Why? Because God is in you, working in you to be willing and to do of his good desire. What he's saying to you today, he's at work in you to do it. I mean, so there's nothing like, oh, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I don't know if I can do this. You can do this. You can what? I can say I can live, I can live. an unblameable life, a holy life, a sanctified life, a pure life, because Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Ghost are all working in me to be willing and to do according to God's good pleasure. That's the truth. So what you need to do is to practically access the power of God that is working in you. There's, there's power in you to not do certain things. Or he doesn't, you don't understand my message. Yes. God is at work in you. Yes. So you can be, it's up to you, you can decide to be a vessel of honor. I want to be a vessel of honor to God. I want to be a, and God is committed to helping you to be a vessel of honor to him. Can you imagine that he gives you the instruction and it's in you to meet up the instruction? To, to meet the instruction. He gives you instructions and it's in you to help you meet the demands of the instruction. What is your problem? All you need to say is, yes, Lord, I agree. I accept it. And it's okay, I, I, I'll flow. Yes. I refuse to live a life of ignominy. It's a word. Hmm? If a man that prepares himself from this, he shall be a vessel of what? He shall be a vessel unto Anna. Sanctified. You see, we are already sanctified. But he says that if you purge yourself, you shall be a vessel of Anna. Sanctified. What is he talking about? Practically sanctified. Practically set apart for holy uses. And meet for the master's use. Like when God is looking to see who he can use to do. He is looking to see who he can give the next. Who can make the next billionaire in this country. Who can he find? Who can he find? Will he find you? He has to find you. Say he will find me. He will find me. Listen, it's our responsibility. In Daniel chapter 1, Daniel chapter 1 verse 8, Daniel decided that I will not defile, eh? the Bible says that, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat. There were other Jews with him and they chose to eat the king's food. They were you eating the barbecue, everything, they were doing all the things that Everybody was doing. Like they were, not, they were not special to God. They were special to God, though, but they didn't think that they were special to God. So they decided to do whatever they wanted to do. But Daniel purposed, so you must purpose in your heart that I will not go along a certain line. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defy himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the Enoch that he might not defy himself. And Daniel did not defy himself. Decide that you will not defy yourself. Everybody's losing their virginity or everybody's having sex all over the place. I decide that I will not do that. Why? Because of Jesus Christ. Because I want Jesus to be able to use me. It's because you want him to be able to use you. I have had many opportunities to do many wrong things. Oh, you'll be shocked. Both as a pastor and as, a, as someone who was not a pastor. Yeah. One day a lady opened her door 4 a.m. and told me I should enter. 
I mean, it's just us. It's just us. What is your problem? It's an older person. She was older than me. Yeah. Yes. And no, I didn't know she, had, she was timing me. We can be sitting and she open her legs. I can sit here and then she open her legs. She did it so many times. This is several years ago. She did it so many times. And I was wondering whether there was something wrong with her. But on this particular day, she made me know that she was doing it intentionally. Yes. So it was, it was an invitation. In the, and she had a husband though. She had a husband. So it, this, was, this was late in the night. It's 4 a.m. I didn't know that throughout the night she was not sleeping. She was waiting to hear me come out of my room so that she can meet me. So when I came out of my room, to, I was coming to take water from the kitchen. When I came out of the, the room, she met me at the kitchen. I said, I've been wanting this opportunity for a long time. The brightness of the day has given me the opportunity to invite you into my room. Yeah. All the things I am doing now would have just been flushed down the toilet. You think it's a joke? It's not a joke. Oh. It's, not, it's, it's serious business. Oh. It's serious. A lot of, I mean, you'll be shocked. Ask Joseph. You, you flush, yeah, you flush everything down the drain. All your anointing. Everything will vanish. Yeah. Yes. By God's grace, I was able to say no. That's why I'm still standing here. And as, as, even as I'm standing here, there are a lot of things. On different, you think it's a joke? Until the day you die, it will not stop. The devil will keep chasing you. Like, make, help, try to help you make certain decisions you are not supposed to make. Tomorrow, nah. Even tonight, nah. But you must purpose in your heart that you will not defy yourself with the portion of the king's meat. Let's look at what happened for Daniel because of this decision that he made. Remember, by verse 17, Daniel 1, 17, Daniel was wiser and found ten times better. That's what these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. God gave them more than the others. Why? Because they chose to not defile themselves. You can't defy yourself and expect God to make everything fine. It doesn't work. You can only get to what every other normal human being gets to. That is what you can have. Because you are messing up like every other person. You are misbehaving like every other person. God does not work with that. Don't cover it with grace. He doesn't. I've showed you what grace teaches us. Yes. Grace that grace empowers you to overcome sin. Not empowers you to do the sin. And then later on you come and confess. That's not grace. Are you in the church? I don't know what you I don't know if you are interested in going higher. <laughs> do you know, listen, do you know that there are some Christians who will never see 10,000 Ghana cities together in their lives? That. Never. They will never see it. Do you know why? Because they have limited themselves by their actions and by their thoughts and by their speech. Yes. Actions, thoughts, speech. They have blocked, they have blocked all the channels that God has opened for them to have more. For them to do well, for them to change many more lives, it's all gone because of their actions, thoughts, and speech. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at Daniel chapter 6, verse 4. Then the presidents and the princes sought to find location against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they, they could not find none occasion or fault. Daniel was so set apart that there was no fault. They couldn't find it. They were looking for an, an opportunity to criticize him or to put him in prison. They couldn't find even one 
No fault. That is very wild. That's very serious. No fault. Unblameable. They could not find, they could find none occasion of fault for as much as he was faithful. Neither was there any error of fault found in him. Practically, there was no, they couldn't find when it comes to lying, duping people, changing their books, doing whatever. There was no place. They couldn't find documents that he had falsified. They couldn't find, this is why we are suffering in the, in the country. This is why many are not we. This is why many are suffering in the country. Because we have people who claim they are Christians in power. And they are the ones stealing everything. Yes, falsifying documents. Because they don't think that sanctifying themselves and saying that I'm not going to do this will, have, will give them results in this life. Let me steal it. When I go out of power, I'm out of power. That's where we are. That's why the country is where it is. Many unfaithful people. Many wicked people. Do you like my message? Yes. Too many dragons. Someone said dragons. Yeah. Neither was there any error of fault found in him. Next verse, 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 verse 5. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. It's like it's only the word of God you can use to do something to him. Yes. If you set a law about the word of God, then you can get him. So they set a law about worshipping God and praying to God. And that was how they could get him. Then they, got him. they couldn't get him by any other means. They couldn't get him by lying. They couldn't get him by, with a girl. They couldn't get him with, with something, with a boy. Nothing. They couldn't find anything. There was nothing they could find, him, find fault with. Apart from the law of, of, of his God. Look at the last verse of this, this book. Because of the things that Daniel decided to not defile himself with. Daniel, you see, for 65 years, Daniel was useful. He served three kings. He was the only vice president from different, different political parties. He's still vice president. Yes. So this Daniel prospered, verse 28. This Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius. Remember, he was in Nebuchadnezzar's reign. So Nebuchadnezzar, Darius, and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Yes. Different, different countries came to rule over Babylon and he was still vice president. He was still useful. For 65 years, he was useful. In his old age, he was still bearing fruits. Why? Because of purposing in his heart, I'm not going to defile myself. No fault found anywhere. I pray that you will not be found. There's no fault going to be found in you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You will not be found with fault. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I said you will not be found with fault. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes. The Bible says that righteousness exalts a nation. It's righteousness that will cause us to be exalted. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34. I'm closing with this one, okay? I have more. There are two more points, and then I'll start the other side tomorrow. Righteousness exalted a nation. It is only righteousness, right living, right doing, th- doing things right, that exalts a nation. But sin is a reproach to any people. Sin is a reproach. It's to bring reproach. Do you understand reproach? We don't understand. Let's read other versions. To bring shame. God devotion makes a country strong. God avoidance leaves people weak. Other versions. God next makes a nation great, but sin is a disgrace to any people. All that sin does is to disgrace you. All that righteousness, righteousness does is make you great. Look at Daniel chapter 1, my last verse for today. Daniel chapter 2, sorry, verse 46. When Daniel explained Nebuchadnezzar's dream to him, look at what Nebuchadnezzar did. Then the king Nebuchadnezzar fell upon his face and worshipped Daniel. He worshipped Daniel. He fell on his face and worshipped Daniel. And commanded that they should offer an oblation and sweet odors unto him. 
I see this happening in your life as you decide to walk. You have people worshipping you. A king worshipped Daniel. Yes. Why? Because of his purity. Because of his purity, God could reveal. Listen, Nebuchadnezzar said, I'm not saying that dream. I am not saying the dream. Tell me the dream and tell me the interpretation. If I tell you the dream, you give me wrong interpretation. So I'm not going to tell you the dream. So te- can you tell someone's dream? Did I dream the dream with you? I was not there with you. I didn't dream the dream with you. What are you talking about? Yes. Only God could have revealed it to a human being. Only God. And God chose to reveal it to Daniel. Why did God choose to de- de- reveal it to Daniel? Because God looks to and fro. Looking for who he will show himself strong. Who is he looking for? He's looking for the one who has set himself apart. The one who can be a vessel unto honor. A vessel unto glory. A vessel that he can use. Receive grace to be a vessel that God can use. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I declare that men will worship you. Do you understand what he's talking I'm not saying that God, men will worship, set you up as a God. Though. What that means is that men will acknowledge God in you. Yes. And they will honor you. Righteousness only purchases honor for you. Receive grace to walk in righteousness. Receive grace to walk in holiness. Receive grace to walk in sanctification. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You will bear fruits this year. You will not be barren this year. What has caused you to be be barren has been taken away in the name of the Lord Jesus. Righteousness is flowing in your life easily. The Holy Ghost is working more and more in your life. Causing you to do what God wants you to do. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You will be fruitful. On every side of your life. Even to your old age. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You will not go down. You will keep going higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. higher. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Because you have decided that I'm setting myself apart from Jesus Christ. For God's holy use. For God's holy use. I am for God only. I am for God only. Like Daniel, you are for God only. You are God's treasure. You are God's treasure. You are God's treasure. And nothing and no one can destroy that. The devil who has decided to make you dirty has been taken out of your life now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I see you purified. I see the water of the word washing you this this evening. Cause you to walk in holiness. Cause you to walk in sanctification all the days of your life. Sanctification and holiness will not be only a position. It will be a practical experience in your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The Lord is granting you grace to set apart anything that has slowed you down. Anything that has denied you of your treasure, of your reward. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Grace is being released to you now. Grace is being released to you now. The Lord is working in you. Both to will and to do of his own good pleasure. God will find you. God will find you faithful. God will find you useful. God will find you faithful. And do what he wants with you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. God is finding you faithful. God is finding you useful. God is finding you faithful. God is finding you useful. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Malo gadadai. Lega malabai. Lega sanamalo. Grace. Grace. This is grace encounter. Grace is being released for you. To walk in righteousness. To walk in holiness. To walk in purity. To walk in sanctification. Ah. Masanene. For godliness is profitable unto this life and to the life that is to come. This life and the life that is to come. Malagadabai. Malagadabai. 
Remele Kadaba, Malolo Shigelebe, Rabalolo Geta Hasanamane, Monigalabai, Malolo Sigeleba, Malolo Sigeleba, Malolo Sigeleba, Palore de Navai, Palore de Medebai, Manda Nadere, Manda Nadere, Ayadalaba, Shoge de Belebe. Yes. Yes, I'm seeing jewels, jewels, jewelry that had been stuck into, into latrines, eh? pit latrines. You know a latrine? That's what I'm seeing now. I'm seeing jewels, jewel, jewelry, precious stones, gold, silver, stuck in pits and latrines. But the Lord tonight, is dipping his hand into those latrines. I see him taking you out from that filthiness and washing you now. The Lord is washing you right now. Right now. Right now. Whatever chain has chained you in that latrine, in that pit, is cast now in the name of the Lord Jesus. You are free to serve God in righteousness, in sanctification, in holiness. Malogodobo. The Lord is sharing those chains. He's sharing those chains. He's sharing those chains. And washing you. Washing you. Washing you. The Lord is washing you. In the Nenaso Pibidega. Rasamanona Babayede. Raka Kasana Male. Lagadabaye. Lego Bobo Sime. Faluama Lagaye. Le Mapalo Doshe. Le Pabalada. That thing that has held you for years is broken now in the name of the Lord Jesus. You are free to serve to be a servant of the Lord. Free, 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 free. Freedom has come to you now. Freedom has come to you now. Malogodobo Shigedebe. Malagadabai. Oyadadabalaba. Lift your hands up to the Lord. Start thanking God for making you free. Thank God for making you free tonight. Thank God for cutting those chains. Thank God for taking you out of that latrine. And bringing you and washing you. And putting you in his hall. Yes, the Lord will find you. I have found David, my servant. I have found David, my servant. Ah, the Lord is finding you today. The Lord is finding you today. For his next great move in business, for his next great move, the Lord is finding you. The Lord is finding us. The Lord is finding us. The Lord is finding us. Malo da bayaba, elora da malabai, egese, haloda, rege, malobo, rega daba. You are free in Jesus' name. God bless you for listening. We pray that the Word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the Word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's Word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T Podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.